0: Everybody.
1: welcome to episode 211 of SwiftCast. This is Nate,
2: Adam, and Steph.
1: So we have a really fun episode for you guys this week. This week we are going to be talking all about the best of Taylor's covers. Our favorites, your favorites, everything about them. It's going to be awesome.
3: That is something that we definitely miss from the Speak Now tour, getting a different cover every night.
2: Yeah, it's always fun to go back and think about all of the different covers Taylor's done. She's one of those artists who can make a song sound better than the original. And there are very few artists who can do that.
1: Absolutely. And it wasn't even until before this episode that I realized how many songs Taylor has actually covered and they're all awesome.
3: Yeah. It makes you want to hear her sing them again, or even add a whole new element to a future tour, meaning going back to like she did for speak now and, doing a cover every night. I think it'd be a great idea. It makes the shows unique. uh, The fans love it. So we'll see.
1: Oh my gosh, I only wish. I mean, seriously, if she would do that, I think, I don't know, my bank account would be empty. I'd be going to every single show.
3: (laughs) Yeah, you'd want to go because it'd be so awesome. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Well, stay tuned because we're going to be talking about that a little bit later in the episode. Uh, We have some great sound bites and some of your guys' feedback as well um, to go along with it. So stay tuned. Uh, For now, I just wanted to kind of touch on something that's been in the news. Uh, I'm sure if you have not been living under a rock that you've heard about this. Um, So Taylor, over the past week, uh, has been in court. There has been a lawsuit filed uh, against her from uh, a radio DJ who thought that maybe she was the reason that he lost his job. Um, I'm sure you guys have heard all about it. I'm not going to go into detail, Uh, but some great news about it. Uh, the case has been thrown out completely against Taylor. So, big win for her. We're all pulling for Obviously, you know, I'm ecstatic.
2: Yeah, it is great news for her. There are still claims against Andrea and Frank Bell. And again, I'm sure a lot of you have read this. And Taylor's counterclaim also remains in play. So, as we're recording this on Sunday, we're not quite sure what will happen. Tomorrow will be the day when the jury probably will reach its decision. So by the time you hear this, just check the news and I'm sure you'll find out the final outcome.
1: I have a feeling it's going to be pretty good news. I mean, I'm just throwing that out there right now. We'll see if that's true.
3: Yeah, it was really interesting to follow along with the media who were basically live tweeting everything that was happening. You got to hear all the different accounts from the different people that were present. Taylor even took the stand and was asked questions and it sounds like she was really poised and answered them really well. And the feedback that people have been giving her on Twitter and the support that she's been getting has been fantastic.
2: Absolutely. It sounded like her testimony was clear, concise and just she really outdid herself and I think she'll be really glad when this whole thing is over. I know I will be. <laughs> me too.
1: Hey, if it's any consolation, what this means to me now that it's coming to an end uh, is that we can stop focusing on you know some of the uh, press that we don't necessarily want to associate Taylor with and start thinking about some of the positives that might be coming in the future. Potential albums now? Singles? Who knows?
3: Hope so. Might be on the verge now just a quick update for everyone as we mentioned we recorded this episode on sunday and just some breaking news as of now monday the verdict was reached in the lawsuit and Both Andrea and Frank Bell, who is Taylor's radio guy, were found not to have been involved in the firing of the DJ, and the DJ was found to be guilty of assaulting Taylor, and they awarded Taylor the $1 that she sued him for. So. That is a very symbolic $1, as all the headlines have been saying, and it's wonderful news for all of us fans, so it was victory for Taylor.
1: Uh, For now, we're going to be moving on to our episode. We're going to kick it off with some of Taylor's older tweets.
3: Our first one, if I just read the tweet, you would probably know generally what year it was from, because it's one of those throwback funny tweets that we all remember her for. It's from August 5th, 2009. Cooked all night with some of my favorite girls, then watched CSI, then YouTubed videos of cute kittens. What can I say? I'm a thug.
2: <laughs> she definitely is such a thug. On August 10th of 2010, Taylor tweeted, Puttering around my place, reading cookbooks, and celebrating the fact that I'm no longer scared of the sound of my ice maker at night. So this would have been when Taylor moved to live on her own way back in 2010. Which always reminds me of Never Grow Up, since Taylor wrote that song shortly after she moved to be on her own.
3: Yeah, just like the previous tweet that I read, these are the types of tweets that we all miss. She doesn't tweet like that anymore. Just simple tweets about her everyday life. You
1: know, it's kind of funny because, you know, I went through these earlier, what we're going to be talking about. These tweets uh, about her daily life, she has a lot of them in the month of August, every year. (laughs) It's kind of funny. What is she doing?
2: She usually makes announcements in August, though. Mm -hmm. That's true.
3: Right. But yeah, Nate, you have another one coming up here.
1: Yeah, this one's actually really funny. It's one of my favorite tweets. Um, This one comes from August 1st, 2011. Taylor tweeted, was watching Shark Week and almost called Abigail to talk about how scary sharks are, then got this overwhelming fear that they can hear me.
2: That is a good one. And it seems like every year Shark Week gets moved up earlier and earlier. Did it happen already? It did, yeah.
1: Oh, I missed it. Oh,
2: my gosh. All right. I'll get over it. <laughs> Somehow. Yeah.
3: Our next one is from August 5th, 2012. Taylor wrote, she's actually watching the Olympics. And it was an Instagram picture of Meredith staring at the TV watching track and field from the Olympics.
2: That was funny. It really did look like she was watching. On August 8th, just three days later of 2012 Taylor tweeted new things coming dot 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 with a smiley face and like we said August is often when Taylor announces things and as we're recording it's August 13th which means that five years ago today Taylor announced the red album
1: I remember when that live stream happened and Taylor had all these clues leading up to it and for whatever reason I was baffled at all of these clues And then finally, when red dropped, like, of course, I made the connection to everything. I'm like, oh, (laughs) I felt actually really dumb.
2: Oh, yeah. Even remember, I think it was probably December of 2011. She posted a photo of herself with her feet propped up and she had red shoes on.
1: Yeah, the red shoes. I remember that one.
2: And I didn't get it then. But now I get it.
1: You know, another one on her website. I remember she changed the entire website's font color to red. And nobody knew why.
3: (laughs) Oh, wow. I didn't know that.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I don't remember that. I remember the little video she did right before the announcement where it was all in red. And I didn't understand why it was in red.
1: Yeah, that like 10 second clip. I remember that. Yeah. Well, so speaking of these album hints, um, there are actually a a ton of them this month, obviously. Um, Our next one is for the 1989 album. comes from August 4th, 2014. Taylor tweeted, So... Here's your first clue. And on her Instagram, of course, this is the infamous elevator video where you see Taylor repeatedly pushing the elevator button. Definitely left me a little confused uh, the first, you know, 9,000 times that I watched it trying to figure it out. But it makes sense now.
3: Yep, she was pushing the number 18, which ended up meaning August 18th announcements. And she kept getting us closer to that date by posting clue number two on August 6th of 2014. And it was the picture of her phone screen and the screenshot was at five o'clock. And there were some various things in the background that ended up being clues which signaled 1989, such as a little drawing with the New York skyline and a Polaroid camera with some Polaroid pictures.
2: And of course, Olivia was in that one, too.
3: She was. Taylor had to include Olivia in that.
2: She was so tiny.
1: She was smaller than the Polaroid camera.
3: She was.
2: (laughs) Well, the next day on August 7th, Taylor tweeted, This is clue number three. And it was a screenshot of Yahoo.com.
1: Which leads us into the final tweet uh, that Taylor had, August 11th, 2014. And she tweeted, Did you guess right? And it is a screenshot, of course, of Taylor's 1989 worldwide live stream, August 18th, 5 o'clock on Yahoo.
2: I think I might have guessed it by the third clue.
1: I know I still didn't. (laughs) I remember that. I'm like, what is this?
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think a lot of people started to finally put it together that there was going to be an announcement through Yahoo. Um, I don't know if the 18th was definitely a certainty cuz i remember when that video came out people were trying to figure out how many times she pushed the button and all kinds of other weird things but it actually was pretty simple
2: it was fun though i re- i just remember every day hoping there would be a new clue i'm going to
1: have to remember that for album 6 when she starts dropping clues not to hyper analyze everything and just like understand that it is what it is <laughs> but who knows maybe she'll throw you know throw me for a loop from on this one
3: Well, our next one is probably one of Taylor's best Tumblr posts, in my opinion. It's from August 6th, 2015. Somebody had asked her on Tumblr, I'm getting a teacup pig. What should I name him? Help, my mom says you have to name him. And Taylor replied to this fan and said five different things. One, Hamler Bing, because Chandler. Two, Captain T-Rex Pigglesby, I have no real reason. This is just who I am. (laughs) Three, Ham Awesome, the Taylor Swift of teacup pigs, because Cam is a legend, obviously. Four, Skittles, taste the swine bow. And five, Becky. (laughs) (laughs) So creative.
1: Did this girl ever end up actually saying what she named this pig?
3: That's a good question. I don't know.
2: I don't know either but I bet she would have picked one of those names. I would have.
3: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you can't have Taylor reply to you and then not use one of them.
1: I'd have picked Captain T-Rex Pigglesby. (laughs) (laughs) So that was fun. Uh, Taylor obviously always has awesome tweets this time of month. I'm sure we're going to have some more great ones for you next week. Uh, For now, we're going to be moving on to our news segment. What's going on this week?
2: Well, like we said, the trial was going on This week but some other fun things also happened on spotify swifties were named as the best fandom in the world which is quite an honor and also very accurate
3: (laughs) yeah can't argue with that
2: (laughs) and to celebrate spotify created a special playlist for swifties so you should go check that out if you haven't
1: and it is pretty awesome too it's basically all of taylor's Best Hits, and a couple other ones thrown in there, so definitely worth checking out. So for our next bit of news, uh, Taylor was talking about the Bluebird Cafe in celebration of its 35th anniversary for Billboard, Um, and a whole host of celebrities came out uh, and interviewed for this magazine, and each of them gave their little blurb, Uh, but Taylor's particular quote was, for any singer-songwriter in Nashville, the Bluebird Cafe is the heart of Music City. I love driving past because that's where I played the acoustic show that ended up getting me a record deal. And I'm sure we all know the infamous Bluebird Cafe story with Taylor.
2: Yeah, I was kind of wondering when she did this interview and talked about the Bluebird. She's just been so quiet. I was a little surprised, but pretty excited to hear from her.
3: Yeah, I have a feeling that this is something that they emailed her and she sent a written response back. I doubt it was, you know, in person or audio or anything.
1: I have a tiny hope that she one day goes back to the Bluebird Cafe and plays a set.
3: Oh, man. (laughs) How hard would tickets be for that show? I don't care. I don't care. (laughs) I would get them.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I feel like it would have to be a surprise. Yeah, you're right.
1: That's true. That's a really good point. People would be busting the doors down.
2: Right. Yeah. That would be incredible, though. And if you've never been there, you should go. It's just amazing. You have to wait in line. I I do recommend getting there early, but it's well worth the wait.
3: And finally, I Don't Want to Live Forever is now triple platinum in the United States. So that song has really been successful.
2: Yeah, less than eight months.
3: And if you guys don't remember, I Don't Want to Live Forever is nominated for an MTV VMA for Best Collaboration. And that's on the 27th, so I'm sure next week on our episode, we'll have to make some VMA predictions.
2: Yeah, that's really coming up. It just kind of snuck up on me.
1: I wonder if Taylor will show up. Hmm.
2: Yeah, there has been speculation, but I don't know.
1: I hope so. Surprise performance style. That'd be awesome.
2: (laughs) Although thinking about it, it might be the same weekend as when Abigail's wedding is. I don't know the exact date offhand. Oh,
1: yeah, that is. That's coming up.
2: I know it's coming up. Yeah, so we'll see.
1: So that is all that we have for our news today, and we will be right back with our main discussion. All right, getting into the meat of the episode. As I stated earlier, we are going to be talking all about Taylor's cover songs. Uh, The best of them, some of our favorites, some of your guys' favorites, Anyway, I'm really excited about it. Uh, there are really some awesome ones out there.
3: And when we were putting together this list, we were just shocked at how long it is. There are so many different songs that she's covered.
1: And, you know, a good chunk of them were on, like, the Speak Now tour, which, obviously, every single night, Taylor did a different cover song, as as we all know. But a, a pretty good majority of them, too, were through other sources. I know um, for a few of them, she... I recorded it through some radio stations, BBC, you know, just a variety of sources that Taylor has done these. So as far as these go, uh, us, the hosts, have ranked our personal top threes. We're going to just talk about those first because we think these are really the best of the bunch.
2: It is so difficult to pick, though.
1: Oh, my God. You're not lying. I had to pass over. Oh, my God. So many good ones from legends, literal legends. (laughs) Anyway, Adam, uh, why don't you share your list?
3: Sure. So going backwards from number three, my number three choice was Swing Swing by the All-American Rejects.
1: Such a good cover. Yeah,
2: that's a great one.
3: Yeah, I just remember that song being so popular on the radio back when it came out. And that group has had, you know, several huge, huge hits. And it was so great to be able to see Taylor sing Swing Swing because it's such a great song.
1: And she performed that on the Speak Now tour, right?
3: Yes. I don't remember what city, but I do remember seeing a video of it.
2: I would love to also hear her do. Move Along from All-American Rejects.
3: Yes.
1: Oh, definitely. Just have All-American Rejects. That's probably my favorite song of theirs.
3: And another thing which doesn't get remembered very often, I don't know if you guys remember it or not, but way back in 2011, Taylor was being honored at the CMT Artists of the Year Awards, and the All-American Rejects performed Mean on the show. It was awesome.
2: You know, I completely forgot about that, but now that you say that, yeah, that was amazing.
3: It was like a, because they're kind of like a a pop rock band with more of like a rock edge to them, I would say, and it was a very rock heavy version of the song, which was really neat.
1: I don't think I've ever heard that. I'm such a bad fan, I have to go
2: watch this.
3: Yeah, you'll have to go check it out.
2: Yeah, they always did that show in December, so it was always nice because... Taylor was just on it pretty much every year back in those days. And so it was just a nice thing. You could always expect to see Taylor in December at that ceremony.
3: Well, my number two cover song choice is by Green Day and it's Good Riddance, which is also called Time of Your Life, which is just a classic, classic famous song by Green Day.
2: say that's probably their most well-known song
3: i think so too which is kind of interesting because they're of course like a punk rock band but it's a slow song
2: yeah it's a great song i remember when she covered that and thought it was just great it would be really cool to have them as a special guest one day
3: yeah it would i feel like they are maybe not the type who would want to do it but you never know because taylor's had a huge variety of artists come out From country stars to pop stars to rap stars, so you never know. And my number one choice, I'm probably biased because it was one of the covers that I got to see live in person, was Want You to Want Me by Cheap Trick. That might not be a song that everybody knows, but I highly recommend you go Google it, whether it be the original or Taylor's version, if you can find it on YouTube. Um, But it's a a great song from back in the 70s, and she did it justice. It was great.
1: You know what I've realized? Taylor's just awesome at covering rock songs. I'm just going to throw that out there right now.
3: And if I had one more that just missed out on the cut, it was the other song that she performed in Chicago during the Speak Now tour, and that was Fall Out Boy, Sugar, We're Going Down.
2: Oh, that's a good one. And of course, she's a big fan of Fall Out Boy. She is.
1: Man, you're really going hard with those like punk rock songs today. I think every single one of those. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, Steph, how about your list, your top three?
2: This was pretty much impossible. I feel like I just randomly chose because I couldn't make a decision. But I actually picked some that weren't covered during the Speak Now world tour. Taylor's done covers just even when she's appeared on radio shows or usually it's with BBC Radio is when, I, when she does covers that I just fall in love with completely. Two that were on my list were when she covered songs for BBC Radio. One was way back when she went on BBC Radio and did White Blank Page by Mumford & Sons.
0: You did think Oh, you send me to the brand To the You desired my attention But denied my affection
2: She had the whole agency with her and it was her pretty much acoustically singing this song. And it was a song I had never heard of before, but I just very vividly recall her singing it, loving the song, loving her version of it.
1: I don't think I've ever seen this performance.
3: Yeah. I'm with you, Nate. I was going to say, this is one that I don't know that I'm going to have to go check out.
2: Oh yeah. You absolutely should. It's, I would describe it as haunting. Just the way she sings it, it has this very haunting feel to it. And just having the whole band there supporting her is also amazing. My number two pick is Living on a Prayer by Bon Jovi.
1: my god i this almost made my list so close
2: bon jovi is just such a classic
1: it really is seriously and to go along with this i remember uh because this was performed on the speak now tour taylor also sang it was this like mashup almost of dancing in the dark right beforehand
2: yeah it was just amazing i loved how she mashed it up and for me i love this because years later taylor sang living on a prayer with Bon Jovi and Prince William. And I feel like that's just the ultimate story of started from the bottom. And now we're here. She went on the speak now tour to covering it on her B stage. And then she ended up singing it with Bon Jovi and Prince William.
3: Yeah. That is the definition of coming full circle.
2: And to me, living on a prayer is just one of those songs that everybody gets hyped up about such a great song.
1: Yeah, I definitely remember the energy from the video when she was singing this. The entire arena was singing along with it. Everybody loved it.
2: And my number one choice is another cover Taylor did with BBC Radio, which is Riptide by Vance Joy.
0: song and I got a lump in my throat cause
2: you're gonna sing the words wrong.
3: oh that is the classic I bet that would make the top of a lot of people's lists
2: yeah we actually just talked about this on our last episode when we talked about openers for Taylor's tours and I just fell in love with this song when Taylor sang it and immediately bought the song and then later the album And as much as I love Vance's version of it, I have to say this is an example where Taylor covers a song and it sounds better than the original.
3: I have to agree. And I think the reason I like this one so much is because of the perfect HD quality that it is. I mean, of course, it's great to see the Speak Now covers like on YouTube, but they're often not very good quality, whereas this is, you know, recorded with HD cameras in a studio, great sound. So it just all comes together to be a perfect, perfect cover.
2: Definitely. And she looked so happy. It was right on the cusp of 1989 being released. And it just seemed like a really happy time in her life. And that song just, for me, just makes me happy too.
1: I totally agree. I mean, it was an awesome way, I think, to introduce Vance Joy uh, To maybe people who hadn't heard his music before, but also to introduce him to the 1989 World Tour. So, anyway, right up there with me, same thing. Definitely one of my honorable mentions.
3: And Steph, do you have an honorable mention that just missed your top three?
2: Well, for me, one that always comes to mind, that I feel like we talk about too much, maybe, to an extent. Which is kind of why I didn't include it, but Drops of Jupiter by Train is always... A perfect choice it's just so great and i don't know if it's because it was on the speak now world tour live album and so again kind of like adam said with riptide you have great quality for that song but i think that song is just great it's such an old song but it has really withstood the test of time
3: and i think taylor would agree with you and that's why she chose to put it on there well now nate it is your turn how about your top three
2: all
1: right So my number three pick is Animal by Neon
0: Trees.
3: That's one that I forget about, but it is an awesome one. You're right.
2: That's a great song. And Neon Trees was actually the opener for Taylor during the Australian leg of the Red Tour. So that's pretty cool.
1: Oh my god, I totally forgot about that. I didn't even take that into account at all when picking this song.
3: <laughs> yeah, they would have been an awesome opener to see.
2: Yeah, I think they showed up as a special guest in America on the Red Tour. But yeah, they would have been a great opener. Definitely.
3: Yeah,
1: I think they sang Everybody Talks, right?
2: I think so, as a special guest, yeah.
1: Either way, Neon Trees, definitely one of my all-time favorite bands. I mean, they, you know, they rock, no pun intended, but definitely made my top three. I was like, no question. So my number two pick is kind of a throwback to my childhood. Um, it is She's So High by Tal Bachman.
3: And I know this song has been mentioned on this podcast, Among Us, before. Um, Nate, I know it's one of your favorites. It's it's definitely one of my favorites, too. He was a one-hit wonder. That's the only song that I know of his, but it is a fantastic song, and I'm glad that Taylor covered it.
2: Yeah, it was definitely a nice throwback.
1: Absolutely. I remember this song was number one on the radio forever. I mean, they just would always play this song. And, you know, hearing it years after the fact that it was on the radio and, of course, loving it during my childhood uh, really was kind of like a nostalgic moment for me. I mean, the fact that Taylor would even consider covering this at all was awesome. So uh, anyway, definitely now one of my favorite covers of hers, hands down.
3: Did you get to see that live or no?
1: I wish I did. My God. No, unfortunately not.
3: Okay, for some reason, I thought you might have, but
2: you didn't either, Adam, right? no Mm-mm. okay but you did see Drops of Jupiter Live I did yes so my number one
1: pick for Taylor's covers is Viva La Vida by Coldplay
2: Coldplay is always a constant in Taylor's life. I remember she had a tweet about that. How one thing that is always consistent in her life is her love of Coldplay.
1: Oh my God, that's for sure. I mean, any time Taylor either covers a song of theirs or even you know just breathes their name, I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's awesome. Now, this particular song was recorded through BBC Radio, so again, it's one of those songs that we have that's high quality um, and. Really, uh, if you guys enjoyed Riptide, I mean, this was kind of its predecessor. This was uh, the song that she recorded for them uh, before the Speak Now tour. Anyway, awesome, awesome cover. Seriously, if you have not heard this, you need to stop what you're doing right now. Listen to this cover. Viva La Vida, Taylor Swift. Go do it.
2: So, Nate, do you have any honorable mentions?
1: Yeah, literally every other cover that Taylor has ever... (laughs) (laughs) No, but seriously, um, definitely one of mine. And I thought of this afterwards, and actually it might have made my top three now. But anyway, um, Nashville by David Mead. I don't know if you guys remember that performance. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Absolutely one of my favorites. Anyway... So I remember being on Twitter when uh, Taylor was at this show, and of course the thing that people did at the time was stalk everything that Taylor was doing, what's the cover song for Speak Now World Tour. And so when people were saying what this song was on Twitter, I remember being like, who's this guy? (laughs) Turns out uh, David Mead is an artist for Big Machine, puts out a lot of great music, never heard of him before at this point, Uh, and I listened to this cover of Nashville, and Uh, If I can borrow one of your words, Steph, from earlier, uh, Haunting. I mean, just a fantastic song. The lyrics are great. Taylor's vocals are great. Everything about it just is outstanding. So another one of those songs, really, if you have not listened to it, you need to go listen to. So that's enough of us gushing about our favorites. Uh, Now we're going to talk about some of the submissions that you guys have had for your favorite cover songs. Steph, why don't you kick us off?
2: Our first one is from Juan on Twitter, who said, Lose Yourself. Definitely a really great choice. <laughs> well,
3: anytime you can hear Taylor rap, absolutely.
1: And it's funny because she does it with the acoustic guitar, too. It's kind of funny. So our next one comes from Annie on Twitter, and she said her favorite cover was Ain't Nothing About You by Brooks and Dunn.
2: That's a great one.
3: Our next one is from Fake Huppy, and they said... One that is said very often, which we already talked about, but Drops of Jupiter was their favorite.
2: Always a great choice. Our next one is from at JacobsQD4, who said, How to Save a Life by the Fray. Another great choice.
1: Oh my gosh, how did I let that one slip through? Oh my gosh. I even talked about that on the Speak Now Tour anniversary episode that we had.
2: You did, yeah. It's such a great cover. Our next one is from
3: Corinne, who said, You and Me, by Dave Matthews Band.
2: Our next one is from Rochelle, who said, Riptide and Drops Jupiter. Definitely.
1: Enrique on Twitter says his favorite is Lucky by Britney Spears. Hmm. With lots of heart eye emojis.
2: That's a great one. And sometimes you have to wonder if that song at all inspired Taylor with the lucky one.
3: Yeah, I was about to say, those songs seem pretty similar, don't they?
2: Yeah, and she covered Lucky during Speak Now Tour, so you never know.
3: Our next one is from Ken, who listed a couple. Betty Davis Eyes, Drops of Jupiter, and he said there's a good version of Umbrella by Rihanna from an iTunes festival. And I do know which one that is. That is a good one.
1: I don't know if I've ever heard it.
2: Oh, it's good.
1: Oh, it must be pretty good. I mean, Ken, you're picking three there, so hey.
0: (laughs)
2: and our next one from teddy picker selected run by george Strait and untouchable which is included on the platinum edition of fearless and i definitely agree with that i almost picked untouchable but i wasn't quite sure if it qualified as an exact cover because she did change it a little bit but i definitely agree it's incredible
1: oh absolutely and again like we said before i love that we have a good quality studio version of it too our next one comes from Lemuel Gonzalez on Twitter. And their favorite cover is Better Man, quote, without a doubt.
2: Oh, see, I kind of forgot about Better Man. I didn't know we were counting that one.
3: Yeah, but it is a cover because it's not hers.
2: Right. Well Right, right. I guess in my head I was thinking while she wrote it. But yeah, it's a cover. I completely agree. I guess you could say the same in a way with This Is What You Came For, even though she is featured vocally on the song. Still kind of a cover. And our last one is from Troy on Twitter, who said, What Hurts the Most by Rascal Flats? And when she sang When Love and Hate Collide with Def Leppard. And that was awesome. That was a long time ago when Taylor had the opportunity to perform with Def Leppard. You should check that out. It's one of Andrea's favorite groups. So Taylor was really, really excited about it.
3: Yeah, that was CMT Crossroads.
2: Yeah. You can, I think, even purchase a DVD of it if you look on Amazon or YouTube might have some of it. I'm not sure.
1: My favorite performance of Taylor and What Hurts the Most, I got to say, was definitely Red Tour, Nashville. Uh, I think it was the second show, I want to say, because I was there. It was awesome. It was amazing. Everybody loved it. Oh, my God. Just totally incredible. I have to agree with that one.
2: Right. They came out as a special guest. So she obviously loves that song because she covered it and then she sang it with them when they were special guest.
1: So thank you to everybody who submitted uh, for your guys' favorite cover songs. We love talking to you guys. We love hearing what you have to say. So thank you. Um, if you guys in the future want to talk to us about anything, of course, just reach out to us on Twitter at SwiftCast13. So now, speaking of cover songs, speaking of Taylor's next album... I have a few predictions. I don't know, some of my favorites anyway, but I think covers that Taylor could potentially be doing either pre-album or during the tour or uh, who knows, being a special guest for. I mean, hey. Um, Anyway, I'm really excited to talk about these.
3: Yeah, I think these are kind of more songs that I wish she would do as opposed to predictions. I think it's really hard to put predictions on if she'll even cover anything coming up soon. So for my list, I don't know about your guys. It's more of things that I currently like and would like to see her do.
2: Yeah. Although I do have to say, I think she probably will cover something when she appears with BBC radio, which she always does for every album. So I think we'll get at least one cover when she promotes album six, Uh, who knows if she'll do covers on the next tour, but It would also be cool if she did a car karaoke show and covered songs. You never know.
3: Well, for mine, I went with the Friends route, and I would like to see Taylor cover Legends by Kelsey Ballerini, and then two hit songs that are currently on the radio by Selena Gomez, Bad Liar and It Ain't Me.
2: I would love those. Definitely. I think there's a pretty
1: high probability of her covering those, too, wouldn't she say?
3: Yeah, there could be, because those are people that you know she's friendly with, that she likes, who I'm sure would approve of her doing a
2: cover. Yeah, I would love to see any of those.
1: Or even a you know special guest performance of those. Just saying.
2: True.
3: Next tour.
1: So for myself, uh, I picked two different people, uh, both of whom are Taylor's friends. However... I love these songs. I think they'd be awesome if she covered. Um, and I think she could do a lot with them, too. I think she could play around with it and really make it her own. Uh, first of all, I would pick Don't Take the Money by Bleachers, a.k.a. Jack Antonoff. Uh, if you guys have not heard that song, it is like pop 80s magic. I don't know. It is fantastic.
3: Yeah, it's a very fun song. I agree.
1: And I could totally see her doing something, if not uh, already with Jack Antonoff on the next album. I mean, who knows? But my other picks are, uh, it's two songs from a particular artist. Uh, If you guys don't know me by now, obviously I would have picked this person. Ed Sheeran from Divide. Um, I think she might do, or it would be cool to to hear. First of all, Shape of You, because it's humongous. And again, I think she can do a lot with that song. Uh, But also from the album, uh, not quite as big of a hit, but I would love it if he would release it as a single. Uh, What Do I Know?
2: Yeah, I think that would be a really good choice. Especially because lately the media always has to have something to criticize Taylor about. And one thing is they think she needs to make more statements about the current state of the world, I guess. And What Do I Know, I think, covers that in a way. And I think it just has such a positive message. And I would love to see her cover that song.
1: Absolutely. I think it's a perfect fit for her. I mean, she's always about sending the positive message, so... I don't know. just kind of goes hand in hand, you know? Steph, what did you pick?
2: I kind of also went a little bit with the friend route. Uh, my first thought was Green Light by Lord, because of course they're friends, and Taylor promoted the song. It's a great song. I'd love to see that. I also just kind of, again, thinking of the current state of the world, I went with Kesha. Her lead single is Praying, and... Just given the whole trial Taylor's going through right now that will soon be over and her having supported Kesha when she had her own trial going on, I think that would be great. And I love the song. I think it's so different from what we're used to with Kesha, but I just love it. And then in keeping with Taylor's consistent love of Coldplay, I thought it would be cool to hear her do something just like this. It's all over the radio. It's Coldplay with the Chainsmokers. And so then when I was thinking about the Chainsmokers, of course, I also thought about Closer, which was a huge song last year, and it's still on the radio all the time, I feel like. And I think she could really do that song justice.
1: Oh, isn't that the truth? Everybody loves that song, too. Could you imagine an entire stadium if she was performing that song? I mean, my God.
3: So when you were telling us about Green Greenlight, I just had an immediate thought, and I'm going to make a prediction way, way, way in advance Mm. and say that Taylor and Lord perform Greenlight together on Taylor's next tour. If it's next summer, then next summer. And I'll say at Gillette Stadium.
1: (laughs) Very specific. You don't think she'd do it uh, like in Australia?
3: Yeah, she could save it for Australia. That's true. But I just think they'll do it for sure. Who knows where, but...
1: Adam, if you're right, we are coming back to this episode. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Gillette Stadium.
2: When Lord showed up last time, it was in D.C. Okay. But you never know. Gillette always has great guests.
3: Right.
1: Well, you heard it here first, people. Uh, If we predicted correctly, uh, I mean, you can just say that we're album six geniuses. I'm just, you know, throwing that out right now. Uh, Kidding, of course.
2: Well, yeah, we'll see. You never know. Yeah,
1: (laughs) totally kidding. I mean, seriously. Uh, But either way, Taylor, Platinum Edition, Deluxe Edition, cover songs. If you are listening, that needs to happen.
2: That would be amazing.
1: Either way, for our listeners, I know we touched on a lot of them, uh, but we also didn't touch on a lot of Taylor's covers. So seriously, if you are a newer fan or you just want to kind of feel a little bit nostalgic for a day, go to YouTube, Google Taylor Swift cover songs, and do yourself a favor, just run through a huge playlist of these songs. You will not regret it.
2: Definitely not. It's a great way to spend some time.
1: Yeah, an Afternoon. I mean, just waiting for album six. That's what I'm saying. Either way, thank you guys for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe to us on iTunes, and it will download our latest episode for you automatically. Also, be sure to leave us a review and a five-star rating, and that will help other people find our show easier. So if you guys want to submit for some of our segments or just talk to us or um, just follow us on social media, you can find us uh, on Twitter at SwiftCast13, on Tumblr, Instagram, Facebook, all at SwiftCast13. You can email us at swiftcast13show at gmail.com, or you can find all of those things and more at swiftcast13.com. So for episode 211 of SwiftCast, this has been Nate,
3: Adam,
2: and Steph.
1: We will see you next week, guys. Thank you. See ya. Later.
2: Thank you for listening to this episode of SwiftCast. Visit us on the web at theswiftcast.com. Swiftcast is not directly affiliated with Taylor Swift, Big Machine Label Group, or 13 Management.